Hey friends, welcome to Financial Fixer. I'm your host, Amanda Delaney. This podcast is for women who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is the place where we get real and talk about our money even when it's hard. I help women step out in courage, take control of their money, and build the confidence to take the ultimate journey to financial independence. In this show, I share my best nuggets from the framework I used to get my own shit together and clean up my money mess. These systems and strategies are the same when I work with my one-to-one clients and community members. We practice daily practical and actionable habits that may seem tiny but have mighty results. So if you're ready to get excited about your money and turn your confusion into clarity and maybe even get a little triggered into getting your ass in gear, listen up because you and your future matters. Hello out there to all the beautiful women that have joined me today. Thank you so much for being here. I am going to be talking about kind of a tough subject, which I think that I do that every time, but this one's hard for me. It's pretty emotional. I guess we're going to be talking about feelings today, but these feelings are going to be coming from real factual numbers. So hang on to your seats. Listen up, buttercup because I think you're going to really love this, or maybe you're going to love to hate it, or you're going to hate to love it. Regardless, it's too juicy not to stick around. Okay, I'll start off with a quote that someone else wrote. Fight for change. Thirst for knowledge. Start talking what men avoid talking about. That's by Tuba Beta, the author of Master of Stupidity. So this podcast was inspired by my clients, members of my community, And as we're working through the numbers together, we're also working through a lot of mindset work. You know, that that has to be done, especially in the beginning of shifting a behavior. We can't change anything that we're doing or, you know, get really serious about it if we don't have the right mindset, if we're not in the right frame of mind to understand that there's something that we need to change and here's why. I'm going to piggyback a bit on, well, a lot of bit, on my last episode about avoidance. We are going to turn on the lights here. We're going to get comfortable with uncomfortable. And don't worry, this is only going to be at my expense. We'll be going over some factual numbers that belong to me, so this should be a really good time. I can't wait. I'm saving all the fun client stuff for the juicy interviews that we have in future episodes. So be on the lookout. That is going to be too much fun. So back to my big, fat debt. Student debt, specifically, is what we'll be talking about today, in hopes that this gives someone out there the courage to open up about their debt. I graduated in August of 2011 from the university uh, with my bachelor's in science, concentrated in finance. My original debt, student loan debts, were 47,299 even. I made my first payment in 2013. So mind you, I graduated in 2011. I think I took a couple classes um, over the summer after that, um, or actually I think in the fall, um, because I was going to continue my education in hopes that I would get into law school after that. Um, But I only took maybe two or three more classes, and of course I took out debt for those as well, which was, um, in my case, stupid. So anyways, back to the timeline here. So I made my first payment in 
May of 2013. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I, I don't remember too much about what I deferred or maybe had um, in forbearance or uh, why my payments didn't start taking place until May of 2013. But I can assure you that it didn't take much for me to create you know, some kind of hardship or, you know, have them easily um, postponed, you know, in that way. I, I wasn't um, being hounded by the student loan servicers, I can assure you. So um, my point in mentioning that is that they they want us to be in debt longer. It's it's important that I, I keep telling you this because it's true. Uh, the longer we're in debt, the more money they make from us on the back end. Now, I was having a conversation the other day with a client, and I was talking about how, there, yes, there are those people that die with their debt, right? They they continue just staying in debt, and you know, but that's the risk that these servicers and credit card companies, you know, for example, are um, willing to take because they're going to get the maximum out of those that are paying their debts off like you and me, right? The, the people that, you know, are getting around to making their debt payments and, and getting out of debt. Um, so they're going to get their money um, outside of those that might default. And the reason I'm harping on this is because we all have to remember here that this is a business. They are in the business to make money. Yes, it's backed by the government. Yes, the institution's you know, take advantage of these uh, opportunities. It's and they're all connected and intertwined, and everybody's working so well and in harmony together, right? They're in business. Let's not forget that fact. Back to the numbers. Again, my total debt in the very beginning, my original total debt was forty-seven thousand two hundred ninety-nine. I made my first payment in May of twenty thirteen. I made my last payment, woohoo, in April of 2019. That's just shy of six years later. Now, here is the kicker. Are you ready? I'm pausing. I, I need you to get ready for this. My total payments at the end, when I was all done, everything was said and done. Hold on, wait for it was $79,330.22. Again, my original loan was 47299 By the end, I paid $79,330.22. Does anyone see a problem with that? Um, hello? I see a problem with that. If you could see me right now, you would see that I am raising my hand. I see a problem with that. However... It's all over and done with, right? It's, it's finished. I've paid my debts. That's great. This is why it's become so important to me to help other women because I'm finding that this is a serious problem. Mostly, it's the avoidance that's making this problem get bigger and bigger. So I'll talk about this principal balance a little bit more. My total principal balance at the end that I actually paid was 64000 now, can someone tell me, which you can't answer me right now because I'm on a pre-recorded podcast, I do get that, but just for, for the sake of exercise, right, can someone tell me why there's a difference of 17000 from the original loan amount, the original principal, to the principal that I paid in the end? I'm raising my hand. I can tell you. 
It's called capitalized interest, boo-boo. Capitalized interest is added to the principal balance when we at any time within our payoff time frame are not making payments to the interest. So when we're in, say, a forbearance or a deferment or a hardship, which is a special uh, income-based repayment plan, for instance, I'm going to add in a real quick disclaimer. This is not in reference to the pandemic crisis hardship that many people are being put on hold for having to pay off their student loans right now due to the crisis. That is a special pandemic situation, and I'm not going to have the discussion on that today or how I feel about it, really. Um, But I am going to tell you that in most cases where regular uh, loan products are uh, being serviced, this is this is how it's working. Uh, so the pandemic crisis and the um, hold off on the uh, interest rates and so on is completely separate from this. However, I am going to recommend that if you are able to make payments to your loans, uh, I recommend doing it during the pandemic because that interest is going to start accruing very soon and the loan's not going away. Um, And I'm not going to talk about loan forgiveness at this time either. There are some cases where there is loan forgiveness. Uh, The cases are very small percentage in the grand scheme of things, um, of people actually getting approved for those type of forgivenesses. Um, And I don't know what the future holds, and I'm not in politics, so I'm not going to really get too deep into that subject. But I will say this. If you have the means to avoid leaning or getting bailed out by the government, I recommend it. I recommend paying your debts if you can. I'm going to unpack this bag just a little bit longer on the numbers because I really want this to hit home with everyone. So my principal balance, you know, total had changed and I I was only within this loan uh, repayment within a nearly a six-year time frame. Most of these loans go on for 10 years, some 20, some 30 years. I, I've, seen, I've seen it go on for a really long time um, in some cases. But my point is here is that in the end, you know, the system said that I paid 64K in a principal balance. A lot of that, you know, 17,000 of it was uh, purely capitalized interest. But they said this is what was paid towards the principal because they put that on the back of my loan and it was now considered principal. So my point in saying that is that the interest that was being accrued was based on that full principal balance at some point. So in the end, I paid, according to the system, I paid 15 grand in interest total, which doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, it is a lot, right? But it doesn't sound like a lot to me because this this interest can be a lot higher than that. Remember, I paid this off in under six years. And most people go on a lot longer holding these loans. So imagine how much I would have paid in interest, in total, rather, if it had continued to go on. I mean, I'd still be making these payments. I, I could be closer to, you know, instead of 80 grand, I could be closer to paying 100 grand by this point. You know, this is this is how they get you. As I was having a meeting the other day with a client uh, reviewing these numbers, I remember feeling the deep pain with her. 
uh, like over again for myself, of course, but just just knowing what that feels like uh, to actually be looking at those numbers now and seeing, oh, wow, getting blown away by how ugly it really looks. And as we were talking through this topic, I couldn't help but tell her how excited I really was for her. You know, I know it, this isn't sexy, um, this, you know, finally taking a look and opening your eyes to something that you've been kind of hiding and shying away from for so long and just, you know, not uh, putting a thumb on the pulse for quite some time. Yeah, it's, it's painful and it's scary, but, you know, now it's time to get pissed. There's nothing wrong with feeling this way. And frankly, we need to use it. We need to use it to fuel our purpose. And in my case, as I went on paying down my debts for so long, the closer I got to the end, the more pissed off I got, realizing how predatory this system really is. And of course, again, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm, I'm turning that pointer finger and I'm putting it right back on me. I am the one that made the decision to take out those loans, but I am also the one that has made the decision to pay them off. There's way too much power in taking responsibility. So now you know the numbers. Get pissed and get to work. So I think I'll end this episode here, but this is not the end of this topic. The big fat student loan debt, that debt gree that I earned, and so many others out there. So more to come, maybe some client interviews and some more storyline based on student loan debt. It's too important to drop the subject. I love you all. Take good care. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you loved it, send it to a girlfriend or send it to five or ten. That would mean the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Financial Fixer and feel free to tag me there too. So until next time, my friend, show your future self some love and spend with the end in mind.